Alright, I've started recording. We should just do the thing. I'm trying to work up enough energy to do just, things. You're just punching <laughs> yourself in the nuts, imagining yeah. how much better it would feel if you had a foreskin on your nuts. <laughs> <laughs> the nut skin. The, the, the nut rare, skin. The rare foreskin <laughs> everybody's always talking about the foreskin but what about the nut skin the back skin yeah few people know this but you actually have a second layer of ball sack <laughs> they, they review, it's like it, they, it, they remove so that it's not as pleasurable when you do your own cock and ball torture I'm imagining like a monkey's paw situation where you wish for a foreskin and you get a foreskin on your balls, on your fingertip, on your chin, just everywhere but your penis. <laughs> and you're oh like, good enough, God. this is okay. <laughs> like everyone's reacting in horror except for that one guy who's been trying to regrow his foreskin for like 30 years. <laughs> He's just completely overjoyed. <laughs> Become like a foreskin elemental. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right are you ready to start we are ready to begin it's a real right. shame that they had to cut that one special ability from bioshock you could just shoot foreskin at people oh my god <laughs> hello everyone and welcome back to video games are the worst thing on earth i'm alton with me as always is reese hello reese hello alton and hello to our Guest, the announcer of video games are the worst thing on earth, Conky. Hey, Conky. What Hi, up? Thanks for having me here. Uh, proud winner of the second annual V God Watteau Fuck a Fan Contest. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's an honor and a privilege. Um, I, that, that, that selfie with uh, Bob Chipman is what yeah. put you over the top. Oh, I thought I had managed to delete every single uh, instance of that image. Uh, now that i know that one of the horcruxes still exists i am going to have to find where you live and destroy both you and that image all right i mean it's like that fucking scp where it's like if you see see it it just comes to kill you it's just like a picture of you and standing next to bob chipman in like an attic and then like it's like what the who the fuck are these idiots and you just like they just suddenly there's like banging on their door yeah, Bob Shipman is like an S the Boston's very own SCP, except when he <laughs> finds you, instead of murdering you, he just explains to you how uh, buying the Blu-ray copy of Captain Marvel is the equivalent of, like, giving women the right to vote. Hell yeah. Nice. God. <laughs> he is like an I SCP. He's just so, con he's just like, his life is so alarming and sad. <laughs> that's a that's a good way of summing it up and it's just like you don't even want to be mean but you're compelled to by just some sort of like need to to push those bad feelings away well um, it's like you're like oh i feel bad for him and then he comes out and he's like yeah you know i think that by watching every single episode of deep space nine I earned the right to go live with Elon Musk on Mars, and um, oh my God. all of you Bernie bros are the ones holding me back from this. And then you're like, oh, wait, no, never mind. Uh, he does I, deserve all the rage. I fucking, um, review, I fucking review movies for a living, and that makes me one of the Eloy, 
one of the enlightened ones or you were just like plebeians yeah. living in the your the dirt and the shit <laughs> i will never well, forget when gal gadot was cast as wonder woman and he was just like gal gadot was in the idf and we finally have a soldier as a superhero this is so important oh my god <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we finally have a superhero who knows how to shoot the kneecaps off of 12-year-olds. Yeah. Just fuck me. Um, Bob Chipman, what an idiot. Also, this is his his chicken that he marinated for three days in Mountain Dew. Oh, my God. Why do you have that? Why do you have that I image Googled it. ready? I Googled it. I found it. It's on, you, he Googled it from his desktop where it's the only thing saved. Yeah. It's just like I look at that to like um this is i keep this image around so that if in case i need to run any call of cthulhu games i can simulate i can simulate sanity loss on the players you find a ch you find a raw chicken marinating in some glowing green liquid roll for sanity <laughs> Uh, we probably shouldn't dunk on him too much because there is a like seventy eight percent chance that I will run into him again, and <laughs> by that point, he will have name searched and listened to every single like second of this audio, and will know who I am and where I live. Um, like three different people that I follow have been quote tweeted by him, and where he's just like, "Look at these Bernie Bros being dipshits." I know, he right? Got in a fight with, he got in a fight yeah. with Jordan, which was extremely funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite. Like, we have so many. We actually have, like, our own, like, little side group that's just the Mad at Bob Chipman Society. <laughs> and it keeps growing. It's going to become, like, its own, like, side server eventually. Oh, here's another and it, and it... delicious piece of chicken from Bob Chipman. Disgusting. <laughs> turning. This is literally something that you find on the shitty food porn oh. subreddit. But no, it's he posted that like, yeah, I'm proud of this. There's a I certain don't. part of me that understands. No, oh my like, god, like the third result is shitty food is r slash shitty food porn. <laughs> Marinated in Mountain Dew? What? Oh my god. Yeah. Wasn't there a picture that he posted where it was just like just stacks and stacks of like Coke cans behind him? Like he just like not throwing them away for like a year and he just posted a picture of like his room and it was just completely covered in like just like soda cans yeah not even like, like beer cans it was just like it was just like coke and mountain dew and shit it looked like oscar the grouch's fortress of solitude it was <laughs> fucked up <laughs> i think there was like some shelf that he like he'd been collecting cans of soda for like fucking years and then it just like it, it fucking fell over one day and like made his room just like covered in cans and he just i assume oh he just my moved. god oh my fucking god i found it no here we go I've been saving every soda slash beer can I drank in the new apartment since I moved in in August. Tonight they all fell down. <laughs> just like his fucking floor covered in beer cans. Oh my god. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, since we're better than him and we definitely aren't the same, let's get back to recording this video game podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think I'm better than other people, just Bob Chipman. <laughs> <laughs>
There's there's everybody else in the number one slot, us at number two, and Bob Chapman at the last place. And then Ian Mas Chong at like <laughs> dead last. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I wanna just like see what other food he's made. This is gonna have to be a special video supplement for yeah. the podcast where we just put a put this up on the YouTube kind of separately. Just being like, look at this, look at this disgusting food. Yeah, hands of the show. <laughs> we should just like do an honor, like a Bob Chipman tribute, where we. <laughs> I'm gonna soak well, like a side of. I soak a side of beef and Monster Energy drink for like a month, <laughs> <laughs> and like the then cook up whatever. Yeah, just cook up whatever like slurry remains. Uh. I thought you meant it was going to be like those a, a tribute in the sense of those anime music videos where it has like Evanescence playing, but just like <laughs> pictures of his disgusting food. Wake me oh, up. Man. Wake me up and can't wake up. And just like fucking video. It just fucking like the images of his shitty chicken just scrolling past. Pictures of Holy him shit. in this Mario suit, like oh my god, fifty percent transparency, like floating past. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, of him in different costumes for his like old video game show that like not even the Escapist would put on their website back in the day. <laughs> that show, even even when I thought that Movie Bob was in more inoffensive and i watched a couple of his content things that show was fucking dog shit yo which it would oh. show the video game overthinker oh, oh my god uh, deeply deeply yeah. cringe you want to talk about cr- a cringe challenge is for, for one of us to try to watch a full episode of that mm. just like skits and just like way too much to say from somebody it's this is somebody like- who hosts for <clears throat> gatwato saying way too much to say about all of this video game shit yeah it was kind of like you know it was like a video fanfic of like like anything made by channel awesome i I searched for bob chipman cosplay and got just fucking (laughs) insane gold (laughs) look at this look at this fucking quote grow up robert movie bob chipman (laughs) oh I'm sorry for interrupting. Well, I'm so glad that uh, I completely derailed us uh, by talking about film. Um, film, Robert. Like the the best thing about this to me is that you actually live in Boston, so you cite him like a like an SCP roaming around <laughs> your town. <laughs> yeah, just like I, a fuck like the fucking scene from Jurassic Park with the music. <laughs> and he's just walking out of a comic book store. <laughs> solitary creatures. I knew it. And, and it's like uh <laughs> like Sam Neill where he can like can barely stand up and has to be like helped to sit down on the street <laughs> because he's just so in awe of the orb rolling down Newbury Street. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I will say this to his credit. Half the things that I've run into him at have been like protests or direct actions. So I like at least when there's like a Black Lives Matter event or something like that, like he actually shows up for those. Oh um, my god. He's up he's up in the Black Lives Matter protests like, oh my god, have you guys watched Black Panther? <laughs> so inspirational. <laughs> 
We we will be cutting out any nice things said about uh, Bob Chipman on the podcast. Yeah, uh, cut this. The part where I gave him credit. Cut this. Yeah. <laughs> like Bob Chipman, like he shouldn't be somebody who's so easily to fucking hate. But it's just like, in addition to just being like a complete weirdo goofball, he's also like some fucking like eugenicist who believes himself <laughs> to be like the superior race. It's insane. Well, too, it's like when he lashes out or when you see like the true Bob underneath, uh, it's always like pretty ugly. The true the- Bob is like the ending of Akira. <laughs> <laughs> when he when he said that knights uh when he said knight in the wood was racist because oh scott Edison disagreed with him on star That's, wars that was so fucking shitty you're just like okay well this is why this is why we do what we do because this sucks yeah well uh, while we're in the realm of politics perhaps we oh, yeah. can we need to move transition on to our... over to 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 the topics otherwise we'll talk about bob chipman mm-hmm. all night like we already have before the recording was on yeah um, <laughs> yeah we've been rec- talking like 30 minutes about bob chipman and devin Ferracci. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like every every time before the recording we just have like this struggle session <laughs> <laughs> where we fucking list all the people we despise and like how we hope they fail yeah i really wish you hadn't put me in that list to be honest it was really hurtful <laughs> you really went off on me honestly i just like conky has know, such a man. tiny penis I'm just like I'm sorry I sent you that picture okay Listen, I, thought, I thought that was a patreon tier i thought you would like do a review episode of it if I like pledged enough money. I didn't know that wasn't okay. Uh, Jesus Christ! Subscribe to my dick reviewing podcast. Uh, God, ten dollars a month. I will review the hogs you send me. All right. And speaking of hogs, yes, we have our Vigatwato presidential endorsement. It's a big day for us. Yeah, it's going to be a real shock to the people who. I've called us uh, Bernie bro R's. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people may think we would support Bernie, but you know, we have a single issue here on the podcast and that is uh, video games are uh, for little turd people. And we don't like them. <laughs> Joe Biden, yes. the official candidate of Viga Twitter. We salute you. Thank you, Joe. We look forward to meeting you in person. And maybe you, uh, maybe you calling us uh, sweetie and giving us little kisses on the head, being very confused and um, walking into an outhouse and thinking it's your 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 private jet, wearing a long haired wig when I meet Joe Biden, so he'll kiss my neck. <laughs> oh God! So Joe Biden recently was in the made the gaming press news by calling. Uh, Silicon Valley game developers, little creeps who make games <laughs> that teach you how to kill. And we could not agree more, honestly. I mean, like they are you know. creeps. Like undeniably, the people who like the people who own video game companies are just like 
Epstein level perverts. <laughs> yeah, one one hundred percent. We're talking about you now, Bobby Kotick. Yeah, <laughs> Bobby Kotick uh, infamously on the Epstein flight logs. So I mean, like when Joe calls them little creeps, you know, it's an understatement. Um, but unfortunately, what it what appears is that he got confused and is talking about like multiple meetings that he was in. I don't know well, if you want to read the article. Uh, I think it, it's worth going through the article um, just because it's to me it's gobbledygook what he's saying, and I think it's right. funny when he <laughs> speaks gobbledygook. So uh, without further ado, uh, this is at uh, VG247 by Emily Guerra. Former U.S. Vice President Joe Biden has harsh words for the video game and tech industries. In an interview with the New York Times, the presidential hopeful called game developers he met during his time at the White House creeps, righteous, and arrogant, referring to his personal experiences with high-ranking executives in Silicon Valley. Conkey, I want you to read this in his voice, if you can. Uh, okay, hold on. Let me get the article up. I accidentally closed it. All right. Mm. Now, you may recall the criticism I got for meeting with the leaders in Silicon Valley when I was trying to work out an agreement dealing with them protecting intellectual property for artists in the United States of America. And at one point, one of the little creeps sitting around at that table who was multi yeah, cl close to a billionaire who told me he was an artist because he was able to come up with games to teach you how to kill people. You know, the uh, like video games offers New York's Times interviewer. <laughs> yeah, video games. And I was lectured by one of the senior leaders the, the, thereby saying if I insisted what they'd put together and we were, I thought we were going to fully support and they would blow up the network <laughs> figuratively speaking. Uh, have everybody's contact. They get out and go and contact the switchboard. Just blow up. Blow it up. And one of these righteous people said to me, you know, we're the economic engine of America. We're the ones. Unfortunately, I'd done a little homework before I went, and I said, you know, I find it fascinating. I added up seven outfits, but there's everyone's there but Microsoft. And I said, you have fewer people on your payroll <laughs> than the losses at General Motors just face the same quarter of employees. So don't lecture me about how you've created all this employment. Uh, fuck, this keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, there's an arrogance about it, an overwhelming arrogance that we are, we're the ones and we can do what I want to do. I disagree. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, there's, there's more, but it's can... like, I won't subject you to any more, Conky. Thank you so much for reading. I'm, I'm trying to understand any of what I just read, and this is just fucking word salad, like... It was in response to a question about whether he regrets Silicon Valley's powers being expanded greatly. And that that's his response, is that he just kind of went on this ramble about <laughs> about this. And like the only uh, the exemption that Joe Biden is talking about to kind of sum up the end of the article is in my understanding, it's that. To help platform owners avoid being blamed for content generated by its users. And Joe Biden is basically like coming out hard against that existing. So Joe Biden is just like, we're in response to this. He's just like, you know what? <laughs> being able to create user generated content is bad, and we should strip the ability <laughs> yes. that protects companies from, from people uh, making a Columbine simulator in Skyrim. 
Yes, exactly. Uh, and completely agree. Uh, unironically critical support for Joe Biden to make uh, YouTube responsible for every single comment posted on his website. <laughs> I fucking yeah. Agreed. Hard agree. Same with Twitter. Twitter should be responsible for whenever. I want Jack to be put in jail for my tweets. <laughs> exactly. Every big, <laughs> every big titty Genghis Kong uh, mod for Crusader Kings 2 uh, should be published by Valve itself. You yes. know, it should be accredited to them. I think G Gaben himself should be listed as the author. <laughs> For every, like, a tentacle porn modification added to Skyrim. <laughs> uh, God, no, I'm trying to read this last part because uh, I, I found the part that I that I missed. And it's this still doesn't. Do you want me to read it? This still doesn't make any fucking sense. Read it. Sure. Uh, okay. Um, the fact is, in every other revolution that we've had technologically, it's taken somewhere between six and a generation for the government to come in and level the playing field again. All of a sudden, remember the Luddite smashing the machinery in the Midlands? That was their answer to when the culture was changing. Same thing with television. Same thing that with the radio. Same thing. But this is gigantic. It's the responsibility of government to make sure it's not abused. Not abused. And so this is one of those areas where I think it's being abused. Good. So do you remember the fucking Luddites? <laughs> I, I don't, actually. I wasn't, I wasn't alive. alive. No, I don't know. Yeah. Fucking Joe Biden. I love this article in general because uh, it's very clearly just like anti-Biden propaganda. It's just like the the headline is just anti-Biden clickbait. <laughs> and then it's just the entire text of the article is just him being incoherent. And if you should absolutely read this whole New York Times article, um, I, we shouldn't get into to it too much, but the, he's just nonstop nonsense. You can't even like cherry pick parts because it's just no part of this is recognizable English. No, no, this like a, man, his brain is fucking melting. Like he thinks he's sitting, uh, he thinks he's talking to his grandson. He doesn't know what's happening. They've <laughs> shot him up with like, you know, like the most expensive horse tranquilizers that like, you know, lobbyist money can buy. He's like on like the best adrenochrome you can get and like uh and it's still like it's still not enough to just keep his brain from leaking out his fucking ears just because he like was in a meeting with randy pitchford and just lost his shit when he showed him borderlands 3 like god can you imagine if the fucking randy pitchford was like i want to show you a video of a magic trick <laughs> Randy Pitchford slips the USB drive into Joe Biden's pocket. Joe Biden doesn't know what to do with it because he's a million years old. Yeah. It, it reads like machine learning <laughs> is desperately <laughs> trying to become sentient and it's failing and it's just like dying because of the effort. You just cannot parse it. Mm -hmm. that, that was my big failure when I first tried to read this article. I was like, what is Biden talking about here? Let's try to tease this out. And then I had to take two minutes and be like, no, of course. He just never makes any sense about anything ever. Let's just stop thinking about this. Yeah, it's sort of like you can kind of tell what he's talking about, but if you like just glance over it, it looks like it's it looks like it makes sense, but then you like really get into it and it it just like you realize he's like rambling. He's been in so many meetings and so much information has had to go through his head through his life. And now that he's sundowning is like 
you have no idea what year, what person, what combinations <laughs> of political issues are just kind of like firing as these neurons die. It's honestly <laughs> breathtaking. Um, yeah. If he weren't going, uh, you know, to destroy this country. If <laughs> no. I mean, yeah. I would be down to, for him destroying this country. I feel like I'd be worried about if Joe Biden would just basically hold things together, but it would just be shitty. If Joe Biden mm -hmm. was just like accidentally la launched the nuclear codes directly <laughs> at his own coordinates, that'd be amazing. He just like has the football and he's playing real football with it. <laughs> no, he's like, he thinks he's playing like Atari Missile Command, but it's just the actual <laughs> Missile Command. Damn. Just global thermonuclear war started because... <laughs> He just sits on it. He just sits on the football and hits the big red button. Would you like yeah, to play a game? And he's like, yes! And he just punches. Yeah, the yeah I like to play like, a game. That's the game! You push the button! Back in my day, we had the Pac-Man. And the Pac-Man, he'd won. He, he, there were ghosts in Pac-Man. He wandered through the maze eating his pills. Where are my pills? I smell toast. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit yeah he like actually like tries to like put a hit out on pac-man he's like you know he thinks that like all the pills pac-man's eating are like you know part of like the the health crisis the like opioid crisis and he he's just like starts trying to rambling about how codes force is is training pac-man to attack our military bases <laughs> just like imagine 3 a.m like People in like deep in a bunker somewhere get a fax that says President Biden has commanded we drone strike Pac-Man. And it's like <laughs> we gotta follow it. It was just like the best we can interpret. <laughs> just... The great the thing that would be really awesome about a Biden presidency is that all of our like senile Trump bits we can just repurpose to be about Biden and they still work. Like they're like the, the same fucking that... guy. They really are, like, right down to, like, you know, creeping on, like, young girls, like, mm -hmm. Epstein jokes. They all they all still track. The only thing is, like, you know, instead of tweeting at, like, 2 in the morning, Joe Biden's, like, having an argument with his VCR. Thing. It's not 12. What are you talking about? <laughs> the difference is, is that, like, Trump emerges and comes together as, like, a coherent person when it's time to be mean, and it's always funny. When yeah. they fired John Bolton... He said, like, he, he apparently he told him, he's like, we'll deal with this in the morning. We'll talk about it in the morning after he offered his resignation. And he just tweeted at 8 a.m. I have fired John Bolton. That is such an <laughs> amazing dick move. Uh, I have to respect it, you know? Yeah. I mean, the thing is with Trump is that, like, he surrounds himself with the worst people. And so, like, all of his policies are a complete dog shit. But he like systematically humiliates and degrades those people and gets them arrested for him. <laughs> like the only swamp he's ever drained is all the people he hired and just <laughs> subsequently like had the pettiest possible feud with and fired like three months later. Yeah, I mean, the, the reality is, is the reason we didn't go to war with Iran is because Trump was embarrassed because Geraldo tweeted at him, please don't do this, this is bad. And he's like, well, I'm a, I, I thought you said they were going to love me. Now Geraldo's being mean to me. Fuck this. Yeah. I'm gonna fire some people and go have a cheeseburger. Yeah. Cheeseburger. Hamburger. Hamburger. <laughs> our, our country, 
like think about this the two most likely people to become president are joe biden and or re-electing trump think about that like our entire society the most powerful like office in the most powerful country that has murdered millions upon millions of people to secure its economic global interests has just crushed democracies like just like eggshells just murdered countlessly countless democratically elected leaders you know just like strangled the life out of the entire middle east and it's run by like two fucking grandpas who like can barely distinguish between reality and fiction i mean imagine if the last episode of the west wing instead of whatever happened in it (laughs) it's just an old man filling his diaper in the oval office and everybody has to like continue the meeting despite the smell that's (laughs) that's what's happening I feel like I mean, but the thing if is, there this was isn't any justice new. in the world, the people who made the, like the West Wing would be like publicly executed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no, now we're talking. This, this is not new, though. Like this was true with George W. Bush. You know, they like ran a line of coke all the way into the Oval Office, and he just like started <laughs> his way right the fuck in there, and like um, started and a, Ronald with a Reagan rock. was fucking nuts. Like he was <laughs> got losing his goddamn mind, and like. They just covered it up. Yeah, no, it's cool. Like we've finally like surpassed Rome. We've had four Caligulas. <laughs> <laughs> we, it's true. We've had just like more mentally ill old men than like a retirement home have gone through the fucking president's office. Like honestly, I I I have worked at like an old folks community, and those people have it so much more together than our presidents. Uh, <laughs> at the very least, they like you know can keep it together to talk about their grandkids and the time they drove an ambulance in Korea or whatever. And that I I cannot say the same for our presidents. Yeah. Plus, like uh, the presidents do nothing but just like murder people. It's like all they fucking do. It's just like signed pieces of paper that are just like, okay, you can go murder someone now. It's a downside. You hate yeah. to see it. It's like, what if an what if like an old folk an old folks home had like fucking drone strikes? That's the that's the presidency. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so now that we've gotten nice and depressed, who's ready to move on to a uh, the next topic? All right, myself. Yeah. Um, how much? How long have we been recording for? We've been ranting about Bob Chipman and <laughs> Joe Biden for 35 minutes. Okay. Um, just wanted right, to see if we had up. time for everything. I think we do. I think we do. Okay. So uh, the next thing, we really want to start off 2020 by uh, with a topic that will make everybody hate us. Exactly. And that's, and that's calling it on twenty seven uh, Cyberpunk 2077 being dog shit. yeah (laughs) we were talking about this earlier and the thing is like people went fucking insanely mad whenever anything from witcher 3 was criticized Uh, and in fact it was the thing that broke in miles chong's brain into becoming an anti-sjw was an article about how there weren't any black people in the witcher 3 (laughs) and so me and reese have decided that we want to get a head start on just takes that will make people Incon- incoherently angry at us. Absolutely. So yeah. we're gonna, we're going to start it off with this article um, that's not not long. Yeah. About uh, 
Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed because the devs are lazy. Um, yeah, lazy devs, <laughs> awful devs. Only working 12-hour shifts? What the fuck? They're only working yeah. like 16 hours a day. They, are, <laughs> eat, they don't eat, they just have like intravenous like nutrition drips. They haven't seen their families in like two months. Um, but this is from Vice, and the article is, In terms of crunch, Cyberpunk 2077 is already a failure. No matter how good or bad 2070 turns out, CD Projekt Red has no problem admitting that the latest delay will result in crunch for its workers, which means that management has already failed by Emmanuel Mayberg. Uh, so thanks, Emmanuel. Um, this is going to make some people fucking insanely mad, and I'm here for it. Absolutely. I will read it. All right. Yesterday, developer CD Projekt Red announced that RPG fans will have to keep waiting for one of the most anticipated games in the last few years, Cyberpunk 2077, which was scheduled for release on April 16th, is said to be delayed to September 17th. Fans of The Witcher 3, who are wrong, <laughs> sprawling RPGs and dystopian fiction were disappointed to see the promise of the ambitious game, which they've been daydreaming about since it was first announced in 2012, slip out of reach. I know people who had to reschedule vacation days. Jesus Christ. To how, use pathetic, how pathetic do you have to be to like schedule vacation days to play like to play fucking Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> like, I get that, like, Witcher 3 was good, but, like, why are you living like this? You should, like, save that for, like, spending time with your family or if you just need a break. It's just like, <laughs> no, I am going to, to use all my fucking PTO to play yeah. Cyberpunk 2077 the instant it comes out. <laughs> and then and when I get the flu, I will be fired. Dying. You, you, this might be your last chance to say goodbye to her. No, sorry, I can't say goodbye to Grandma. I have to play Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, fuck, it's been delayed? What else can go wrong? Yeah. I can't say goodbye to Grandma. I have to say hello to Keanu Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, oh my god, this is like that time in fucking Bob Chipman's book. <laughs> he talks about like he talks about like missing his grandma's funeral like to go shopping or something um this is like missing my grandma's funeral so i can stay in and play tw <laughs> cyberpunk 2077 yeah i definitely won't be uh ridden with bugs or whatever else and ruin <laughs> your yeah no time. shit like day one the game isn't even gonna fucking work for some dumb reason if you're going to have that big stupid marathon session, like wait a little bit till they fix some like of the, they patch it. the bullshit. Like the day one patch. Even good even good games, of which there are zero, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. are always bug-ridden day one and requires like three months to get all the kinks out to actually be like playable without the risk of something like shitty happened that you when you paid full price for it yeah plus like by that time there'll maybe be like a sale so you can get it for slightly less money but no you have to be part of the zeitgeist you for the fear of missing out compels you to <laughs> buy it at full price to quit your fucking job divorce your significant other and just spend and just be there the instant it comes out just fucking camped outside the best buy like some sort of freak uh, i mean if you don't do that you can't authentically freak out in a woman's mention on twitter so yeah, exactly you know there's 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 give and take i feel like the funniest thing 
you could possibly do as a games journalist is just like deliberately troll morons like that <laughs> just be like oh yeah i played it before it came out it was shit that's like <laughs> fucking then like say oh yeah i played it on the easiest mode too <laughs> it was really easy it was too easy actually and just like have people's heads apps fucking explode like out of scanners then, then they just fucking freak out and <laughs> ended up getting posted to some gimmick tank account. Yeah. We haven't even All finished right. this article. Holy shit. Well, let's uh, let's no, continue. You missed the most important part. Okay. What's the most uh, important part? Uh, I know people who had to reschedule vacation days they'd planned to use to marathon through Cyberpunk 2077. Hell, I don't even like The Witcher 3, but oh. I was disappointed if only because I'd have to wait <laughs> more months to finally take into what is sure to be one of the most talked about games of the year. I'm very oh, laughing. Yeah. I'm just, this is a fucking stellar performance. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing watching a master at work, Emmanuel, just, mwah, just just kiss. Yes, we, I am going to be screaming and hooting like a sand raider later uh, <laughs> over how good this article is okay here we go to some degree yes to be honest kaczynski said when asked if cyberpunk 2077's development team would have to put in crunch hours we try to limit crunch as much as possible but it's the final stage we try to be reasonable in this regard but yes unfortunately yeah, and CD Projekt Red has a reputation for crunch, and last year told Kotaku that it will try to be more humane to its workers <laughs> during Cyberpunk 2077's development. I think it's actually appropriate that they just like make them live in like little sleep pods and give them like <laughs> like nutrient paste to to consume in between their 16-hour work shifts because that's like the most cyberpunk way it could be developed. <laughs> we've actually removed the shards of broken glass from the end of our bull whips uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the, the, we have docked the pay of everybody for, <laughs> to remove those shards but yeah <laughs> let's see Marcin Iwinski the company's co-founder told Kotaku that it planned to do this with a non-obligatory crunch policy quote unquote meaning that it wouldn't force people to crunch, and by not frowning upon workers who needed to take time off. Yeah, you know, that's always, oh, yeah. like, su I super believe them when they say non-obligatory yeah. crunch. Like, the work yeah. will, like, you either get the work done or you don't in this kind of situation, and it's like, yeah, you can say, like, oh, it's not obligatory, but you know for a fact, like, if you're not working like as much as they want you to it's gonna be a problem yeah you've got yeah. till tomorrow to finish that character model uh no but i have tomorrow off of course you don't have to come in but you've got till tomorrow but of course you don't have to come in but you've got exactly till tomorrow. that's exactly the problem is it just imagine the social pressure like all of your co-workers are coming in and you don't even if by some like fictional reason that this does exist is like your coworkers are all going to be fucking pissed at you for not coming in just that that's yeah. going to be the logic of the bunker whether you like it or not exactly as kotaku noted at the time that's a policy that's easier to say than implement just because something isn't mandatory doesn't mean workers don't feel pressure to do it unlimited vacation days for example are not unlimited in practice <laughs> 
The fact that shortly before release, the company decided to delay the game for five months and that CEO has no problem admitting that these will be five months that will require workers to crunch indicates otherwise. Other parts of the uh, Q&A session gives us clues as to how CD Projekt Red reached this point of failure and its leadership's contradictory thinking about this failure. Much like The Witcher 3, Cyberpunk 2077 is huge, sprawling RPG that gives players some degree of agency, choices that they can make to impact the world in different ways, and which will give different players who make different choices meaningfully different experiences. That's an enticing promise if you're the type of player who likes to be immersed in a fictional world, but it also makes Cyberpunk 2077 especially complex. So, every single fucking massive game like this, like all this open world shit that gets released, it represents the suffering of some developer because of how the fucking hugeness and scale of games now. Yeah, I mean, the reality is, is that if games... Uh, were to treat its workers, uh, game companies were to treat its workers humanely, like for real, to have like decent hours and uh, pay, we probably wouldn't see huge games like this. And I think that that's overall a good thing to have yeah. shorter games, less like absurd bloat in it. Because even if this game is good, which can you imagine if like a Assassin's Creed game had. 30% less annoying fetch quests and like garbage cluttering the map. I would literally send death threats to the, all of Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's really gratifying knowing that like there was some poor fucker who worked like, you know, a 70 hour week to place every single one of those stupid feathers in like Assassin's Creed two that like absolutely nobody collected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I mean, this is the reason why uh, a union or they, they need a union because gamers will talk about this and, you know, poo poo it for a day when it comes out. And then it's going to be like, isn't this game amazing? And just fully accept it without mm. any kind of thinking about mm. the, the hell that went behind it. And I understand you know, what can you do? But, you know, they're they're just going to have to push back on that level because the goblins can't be trusted. No. And I mean, the goblins, I think you talked about this on a previous episode, that the goblins functionally act as union busters for yeah. the corporations mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, they're sending death threats to some guy who does textures all day, you know, saying like, I'm going to find your family. I'm going to murder your wife because like, you know, you're trying to unionize so I don't get to play FIFA like on time or whatever. Yeah. The gamer slime is so unprincipled and just like a blob that consumes everything in front of it. Anytime they even try to like do something meaningful and noble, like when they try to like boycott Call of Duty for some dumb reason, there's like that infamous <laughs> screenshot of like the of like the Steam group that's boycotting Call of Duty and it, they're all fucking playing the game. <laughs> Blizzard support forum. Hey guys, yeah. I deleted my account. How do I get it back? They're just <laughs> like such little treat hoglets that just cannot resist the urge of like a treat in front of their face. And like gamers were so fucking mad at Blizzard until BlizzCon came around and then they're just like, oh, oh, Diablo 4? Well, Overwatch 2? And they Whoa, just instantaneously forgot about it. And not an actual sequel. It's just amazing to me, just like watching 
they're such slime. They literally just have like a Chinese dangled in front of their face for five seconds and they forget what they were mad about. Well, CD Projekt Red prides themselves on not having DRM with their games. So yeah. if, if you do have to pay, uh, if you do have to eat your slop, you know, don't pay for it. We were to finish this up. Uh, I definitely want to read this paragraph. Okay. I, I've seen this stage of game development up close, and it was clear to me that there's no way to minimize the amount of it takes. It's a meticulous, arduous process that made me think it's a miracle that any big budget video games get finished at all. It's just a question of who has to pay that price. Usually it's the workers who pay it by crunching as opposed to leadership and those who stand to profit most from the game's success. In the case of Cyberpunk 2077, it appears that once again, the development team will pay that price. And then the rest of the article kind of just sums up. But yeah, it, it's very clear that they're not making any real changes to improve the conditions of the workplace. They just know it's bad PR yeah. to just say, yeah, we're going to work these motherfuckers to death. What do you think we do? We're game devs. We don't know what it's going to take to finish Cyberpunk 2077. This is the standard management playbook. Get yourself into a jam via poor project management and financial commitments, and then throw the only lever you have left. Make employees solve the problem by working longer and harder. So CD Projekt Red is the darling of like the gaming community because of their, you know, admittedly much more um, consumer friendly business practices and the fact that they make giant games. But it's pretty much an open secret at this point that the way that they do that is just by, like, fucking, like, treating their employees like uh, automatons. And it's, like, it puts us as, like, gamers in a kind of awkward, you know, position where it's, like, you know, I want to play the game. I want to have the shiny treats. I want them to be dangled in front of my face like like I'm a fucking moron. But I also don't really want to support these business practices. But it's not like by not buying it, I'm not, I'm like, you know, it doesn't fucking do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. That's the classic problem of the consumer is that there's no, there's no good way to eat any of this slop. So, you know, you might as well just <laughs> minimize it as much as possible. That's the Vigatoto line. You might as well <laughs> enjoy this slop gamers there's nothing you can do nothing matters your life is meaningless you can't make the world better just play your fucking treat eat and your just, slop you know, live in misery and you know be distracted for two seconds by a game that was almost certainly made with slave labor <laughs> well i mean it's just to say that the organization of uh game developers is the thing that's going to to stop this nothing exactly and- and the hand-wringing of the media, mm-hmm. et cetera, is not going to make any kind of dent into this. Yeah. yeah. And, so and go follow Game Workers Unite on Twitter. Tweet at them. Say you support them. If they post a strike fund, donate to it. You know. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. That's the, only way, that's the only way you can spend your money as like a consumer that's not going to like somehow go back into the pockets of Bobby Kotick and his pedophile... Uh, friends. <laughs> I'm just imagining oh, Randy Pitchford trying to make his own version of Little St. James, but it's just so much shittier oh because it's made by Randy Pitchford. It's like a medieval, it's like a medieval times <laughs> out on <in> an island. <laughs> Fucking hell. 
One last bit before we move on. Jeff Gerstmann talks about in his early years working at GameSpot, how whenever anybody would push back against their kind of like end of year crunch or whatever, the bosses would just straight up tell anybody that there's 30 19 year old dudes like waiting to take your position if you're not up to snuff. And it's, it's, it's this attitude that of the workers where to touch the game industry, the, the, the hem of that robe, they will fucking just take any amount of abuse. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just think that, you know, it's dipshits all around. It's what I'm saying. The thing is, like, and this is completely anecdotal, but, you know, I talk to a lot of developers and a lot of programmers just, you know, through work and stuff. And, like, all of them say, like, yeah, I love video games. I like work on stuff in my own time. But I would never want to work in that industry. I see the labor abuses that go on in there. I don't want to get anywhere near that. And I think it's becoming more and more well-known just how bad the labor abuses are. And mm-hmm. I think the there's, like, you know, 20, 19-year-olds ready to take your spot. That may not be true anymore. And we may be getting to a point where, like, labor is willing to actually, you know, make a stand and say, you know what? No, fuck you. We're not replaceable. You can't do this without us. And ultimately, this practice is hurting the big game developers because, you know, as they do this high turnover, as people get good at the craft of game development and then realize, oh, shit, I could be making like twice what I'm making by just, you know, coding backend shit for some startup rather than like being treated like garbage in, you know, in EA, in EA dungeon somewhere. Like, yeah. you know, I think a breaking point's going to come and listen, people like Game Workers Unite, you know. All the fucking people, if you want to be a game developer, here's the thing. Every single person who goes through that school needs to be fucking taught. Games aren't worth it. Games are not art. They are a product. They are like slop for the hogs. They need to be <laughs> buy into the Vigatwato line um, of the fact that video games are the worst thing on earth. And you should not have to sacrifice anything about your life to make them. In fact, you should be like waited on hand and foot for putting up with like the gamer like hogs and having to like make these shitty fucking uh, f- fucking Skinner boxes. One hundred percent. Before you're even allowed to game you need to cut off your pinky in front of one of the of an independent game developer and beg <laughs> them to let you play destiny 2 for the weekend and just just put the slop right in your mouth yeah yeah okay um so we've <laughs> we've gone through a, a couple of uh a couple of courses who's ready for some dessert i'm ready right, for dessert all right This is uh, something that I wanted to add. Just past couple of days, everybody's favorite Ant-Man, Ian Miles Chong, has had just a couple of real dog shit tweets that have stood out. (laughs) Hell yeah! Um, And I just and I just (laughs) wanted so out of character. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, you know, I I, it's not like I um, he's one of the few people that I have preemptively blocked on Twitter because I can't just have it. (laughs) to show up on my eyes unless I'm prepared. It's like too fucked up. Um, but the first one, this <laughs> one doesn't even make sense. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Conky, would you please read this for us? I have no idea what he sounds like, so I'm just going to read it like I'm a 
dipshit. He doesn't sound like anything. He sounds like a fucking robot. He has such a boring <laughs> voice. Yeah. <laughs> Bernie's such a cuck. Liz Warren pegs him with a strap-on on national TV, and he's like, yes, mistress, fuck me harder. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, this, I have a theory, and I feel like this has been completely proven by this tweet and every tweet he's ever made, which is that the right wing is 100% fueled by sexual pathology. Yeah. Um, 100%. Certainly. Projection. Not- Certainly not anybody who's ever had sex, so they might be aware uh, how to use cuck correctly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, cuck it, is when they have sex with you, right? That's how that works? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Like, Ian, I don't even know what this is, like, about. Like, is it about the fact that Warren was, like, bringing up that that supposed meeting? Yeah, this is the Lion Liz controversy and ian's take on it is that liz warren owned him on the debate stage when he just flatly denied saying a woman could not be president he's just like that denial uh one sentence denial was makes him such a cuck he's such a fucking idiot he's just like so clueless i'm just uh, imagine spending that much time thinking about two elderly people having <laughs> sex like like Ian Miles Chong like has this image fully formed in his brain of like Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders actually having like pegging sex like this is something he thinks about and that's great good for him uh, I'm glad my god his profile description is a force of evil managing editor of at human events which I mean yeah he is a force of evil and <laughs> Like, he's just, he's the managing editor of a fucking, like, shitty online magazine. Yeah, so is is he not doing it for, for, like, Milo Yiannopoulos' like, shitty, like, web ring or whatever? No, no, Milo stopped paying him, and he had, like, a (laughs) heated gamer moment on it on the timeline. It was fantastic. He just got so fucking mad at Milo. Working for him, though. No. Uh, that was when he was working for the incel corner, which is just so amazing. <laughs> His life is like an endless stream of humiliations that like he just he's such a little grifter that he just like puts his nose to the grindstone and just keeps on working through like things that would destroy the soul of another being. I don't think he has a soul. He's just like an automaton. He he's just tweets. Ant. He has two hundred and seventy five thousand tweets. <laughs> and just nonstop every day. He's one of the articles on the site he edits. Soldiers without guns. It's time to allow concealed carry on military bases. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Human events. Yeah. And like, don't let extremists derail America first. The nationalist movement has no need of racists and anti-Semites. Which is just like, that is the nationalist movement. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it needs people, period, uh, to be a movement, which is those are the people they have, you know? But yeah, this is like laboring under the delusion that like somehow nationalists aren't just like racist psychopaths. I love Ian Miles Chong's uh, new profile picture where he's trying to look serious in an ill fitting suit, but it's the most do you ever just sit in your truck? 
face I have ever seen. Just, just like baffled, <laughs> unshaven weirdo. He was posting earlier like a picture of himself. Like, it takes so it takes a lot of work to maintain this aesthetic. <laughs> now you're jumping ahead. That oh sorry. That that, that was oh, the so... grand finale. That we were the posted. Okay. Just look at that. <laughs> It takes way too much effort for this aesthetic. And it he just looks like dog shit. It's just unshaven. He's just like put some hair gel in and he's just wearing all black. He just looks so shitty. His face just looks like like with I would like take this frame it, putting it inside like an art gallery and just label it sadness. <laughs> I can't believe no one has ever tried to explain the idea of doing an expression in a photo to Ian Miles Chong. <laughs> no, like, that's soy. That's soy. That's too. It's, it's soy to smile and photograph. Exactly. It's cuck. It's too. It's extremely cuck to to have human expressions in your photo still images. Oh Fellas, is it gay to completely shave your face and smile when you take a picture for your <laughs> 900,000 followers or whatever he has? <laughs> oh, yes. my God. Uh, I want to shout out the top two comments here, which is... I think I've asked this before, but is your hair naturally gray like that? Ian, yeah, it is. He just, like, fucking took a sip out of the, the wrong flask <laughs> uh, from, like, the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, which one is the one that has the the holy gra- grail? Uh, Last Crusade. Last Crusade. <laughs> he just fucking took a sip out of the wrong one and just aged him like fifty years. This is like the frame four of the animation as the dude turns into the skeleton. <laughs> it's just like the decay has just begun. Yeah, man, he is an ugly motherfucker. all right let's go to the last one oh my god so this comes to us from alaliker the law cop this is uh, a screenshot he gave us this is ian miles chong talking yeah if people stopped giving in to their tendency to freak out and get flustered over everything no matter how big or small they'd be able to overcome (laughs) any challenge it's a weird way to frame that, but mind over matter. It's like, okay, not the most out there concept. Now here's his in the world. fucking example. Case in point <laughs> there's a cobra in the yard outside my house. I don't have the equipment to catch it, so I'm headed to the hardware store to get what I need. Meanwhile, a friend comes over, and the first thing he does is freak out like a moron about how I might get bit. Chill out. Chill out. I can't believe my fucking cuck friend is concerned for my safety. Yeah. (laughs) Because I don't give a shit about whether or not this cobra bites me. (laughs) Listen, I'm just so badass. I simply headed to Ace Hardware and went to the cobra catching section as any normal person would do and purchased (laughs) all the equipment I needed. Yeah. And then Ala Liker. I like his, his, his first post is amazing. When you are mentally strong and have the right mindset, you can overcome any obstacle, whether it be loneliness or yard cobras. (laughs) And then his last tweet is, let's just say I'm rooting for one of the parties in this impending confrontation. (laughs) 
I know oh I said God. this before we started recording, but I'll say it again. This did not happen. Like, this man has never seen a cobra that was not on fucking G.I. Joe. Like, the only animals he ever interacts with are the thousands upon thousands of ants that live, like, in his mattress. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think it, it could happen, or at least I want to believe it happened, because there's a small <laughs> chance... That Ian Miles Chong is just fucking taken out by a venomous cobra. <laughs> and then we'll have to change the name of this podcast to Cobras Are the Best Thing on Earth. <laughs> There's just something amazing to Ian Miles Chong's trajectory where like he started out in Reddit just like stealing people's like content to get get upvotes and the and just his grift over the years has just hardened his soul to the point where it's like listen it's gay to be afraid of deadly snakes <laughs> <laughs> it's he's such incredible. a soulless automaton like i don't know if you guys have ever watched one of his <laughs> videos but it's monotone it's the most I, I boring thing it's the most boring thing possible when he describes like the SJWs are coming to ruin video games. He has no passion or showmanship. It literally just comes across like he's just doing what he needs to do to maintain his grift. Yeah, 100%. And it's 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 killing him. Like I cannot wait for the Ian Miles Chong just absolute coming together at the seams that is going to happen this decade it has to yeah it's amazing to hear like people who knew him before his fucking turn to the right and just like what like a, a like a simp shithead he was <laughs> just like constantly be sliding into people's dms oh man all right here's okay here's a good one okay well let's leave out on this one conky i want you to read this one all right this is Ian Miles Chong's expressed wishes. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I get bitten by that dumb snake. <laughs> Ian, oh, I God. want what you want. I hope you get bitten by that dumb snake. It's not it's not a bad thing to say because it's what you want. Oh, Can I my make God. a special request for this episode? Can the outro music for this for this episode, please be the song Attacked by Snakes by the Aquabats. Hell yes. <laughs> All right. That so awesome. that was fucking amazing. Thank you so much for being on with us, Conky. Where can people find you and your account, which is blocked by the movie Bob online? <laughs> I don't think he's actually blocked me. I think I'm just muted. But... <laughs> <laughs> like the coward's block. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Conky, uh, C O N Q Y. Don't ask. It's an old username. And if you're, if you're a baby boomer who still uses Facebook in the year of our Lord 2020 for some reason, um, I co run a dumbass Facebook page called um, <sighs> Fully Automated Luxury Gay Space Communism. So I don't know. Go give that Facebook page a like, I guess. Sounds awesome. I'm going to start tweeting at Movie Bob. Like, you know how when people tweet and say, like, unblock this person, please. I'm going to tweet Movie Bob and be like, block count Conky, you coward. I'm just going to tweet at Movie Bob and I'm going to start a hashtag that says, unmute Conky. <laughs> so, so let's start tweeting that at Movie Bob, all yes. the Vagatuto listeners. Exactly. Yeah. 
All right. So, Reese, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me at your very good bud on Twitter and also on twitch.tv, also your very good bud. I have started streaming a bunch of garbage that everybody hates, and I'm going to keep doing it. I'm nine followers away from getting Twitch affiliate. Um, Hell yeah. When I, when I get that, finally, everything's going to come into focus in my life. All this gaming will have mattered. Yeah. So <laughs> all right. You can uh, find me at 8Alton8 on Twitter. You can find my YouTube at Alton Plays, where I also have the VODs for a lot of the episodes. I still need to go through and upload the new episodes, but I'm too lazy for that. Um, <laughs> you can find our main account at Vigatwato. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash Vigatwato. We have new Patreon content. We're trying to step up our game this year. We have a Let's Play yes. of Disco Elysium that's gone up. Yes. We're, we're going to start doing a kind of little smaller side things. So uh, give us money so we can spend it on something, on just candy while we pirate our video games. Yeah, we should have a new uh, Game Mags episode coming out which i'm really looking forward to because it was one of it's honestly one of the best episodes we've done mm. it is it is outrageous that's about 90 percent done so that'll be out soon hell yeah certainly before this podcast yeah, yeah no shit see you in a month <laughs> i'm excited for my grandchildren to listen to this episode really. <laughs> uh for real so uh see you all in 2077 <laughs> uh, when this episode comes out all right. Thank you, Conky. Thanks, Conky. Right. Bye. Goodbye, Farewell. Breaking news. Special report. Bob Chipman, despite all uh, common sense, <laughs> decency, and advice received from experts, has continued to tweet. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't even been that long since we recorded this and he just cannot stop fucking cranking them out and really this one's an all-timer it is true top three oh. maybe the best ever it's hard to say you know it's too too soon but it's in the running clearly. it is an all-time great it's an iconic moment up there with a heated gamer moment in my opinion, that's how highly I esteem this take from Bobbert Chipman. So, Reese, would you care to 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 intro it? Uh, yes. So, the beloved rat candidate Pete Buttigieg <laughs> did a tweet that was like, "In the face of unprecedented challenges, we need a president whose vision was shaped by the American heartland rather than the ineffective Washington politics." Blah 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 blah. He's a yeah. rat. He's saying nothing. Like I've read several statements from Pete recently where he was supposedly dunking on Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden, and he literally just says nothing in the most elaborate way possible. He's just trying to hold it together so he doesn't just like just fucking rat out just <laughs> just the fur spurts from his body and he gives like a howling squeak <laughs> and, and just run around so he doesn't say these boring things because he can barely keep it together he just gets asked 
a hard question from like uh, a reporter and he just like squeaks and dives towards the nearest crack <laughs> under a door. Uh, Mayor Pete, what's your favorite cheese? <laughs> oh my god. All right. We got so distracted dunking on Pete. We need to read this tweet. All right. Uh will you Alton please do the honors? I I shall. How shall I read it? Shall I try to do a voice or just, you know, dramatic? I uh, know. I think this is a news brief. We have to do it serious and straight. Okay. All right. This is from Bob Chipman at the movie Bob. 4:47 p.m. January 29th, 2020, a day that will live in infamy. <laughs> Fuck the heartland. I want a president from the brainland of America. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to fix a goddamn thing with folksy know-how and values, quote unquote. <laughs> We're going to fix it with technology science and a full-throated rejection of moralistic superstition oh this is like movie bob right here represents everything i fucking despise about the outer worlds <laughs> it's like it's not a class movement based off of solidarity no the scientists are gonna make everything better with i fucking love science t-shirts I mean, he has that classic tweet that he's like, I can't believe Nazis ruined eugenics for the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, dude. A great tweet. Oh, man. He, like, Bob Chipman is like always just like three vodkas away from just going full eugenics on the timeline. I'm going to be real honest with you. After we recorded this episode, I felt a little bad. I was just like, this, I don't know. Is this guy really our enemy? It's just like, it, this is just sad. It's pathetic. Is this a really where our energy needs to be developed? And he just has like been hitting home run after home run to make me feel great about trashing him for an entire episode in lieu of talking about whatever we talked about. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we had this. Because I don't think we had any movie Bob content planned, and we just trashed him for. I mean, you edited yeah, like it for me. It minutes. seems like nine, 90 minutes of it was movie a Bob time. trashing. <laughs> edited it down. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I'm always going to remember. Fuck the heartland. I want a president <laughs> from the brainland of America. You know, it's not actually true logic. Unless it's from the brainland of America. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then it's the common name for it is reason otherwise. All right. Uh, it's uh it's sparkling thinking. <laughs> it's sparkling thinking. <laughs> All right. You have a, a an extra special tweet, but I would like to share this this quick thing from uh Sean R. Moorhead that I just found. Okay. Uh, there is a question from someone named Nick Pinkerton who says what does the movie Bob spelling question mark do? <laughs> and Sean R. Moorhead responds. He makes about 48 K a year through Patreon for video for videos in which he, for example, gets choked up explaining that the ghostbusters are atheist. <laughs> yeah. He, Is this, he happy he, about that? He's happy about it, right? He, Oh yeah. He loves it. I mean, that's what it is. He's, he's like a classic YouTube atheist. I mean, I don't think even the classic YouTube atheists wouldn't go so far into cringe over weeping <laughs> over logic. 
so yeah, oh I just think that that is that is a great summation of why <laughs> yeah. why we do what we do. All right, and all right for the grand finale, what's going on? All right, so uh, obviously many many people responded to this tweet by making fun of Movie Bob for being a complete fucking moron. So one, this is from the troubled idealist. It's like if you want to be a technocrat kick your greed to the curb and step on the balls of capitalism and embrace <laughs> automated luxury communism abdicate for a universally enlightened civilization and then bob is like it's funny i'm on your side and there's no reason for you not to have known that save for the apparent need to leap to conclusions instead of asking a few questions so now you just look foolish too bad <laughs> This is Bob Chipman know. telling somebody else, replying to his The Brainland of America tweet, that they look foolish. I mean, and that's the thing, is that it's, it's not just I want a president from The Brainland of America. <laughs> Funny phrase, you know, it's overused, but drill tweet, tweet material. Yeah. It's the fuck the heartland. <laughs> that is such a fucking drill tweet. Like, fuck the heartland. <laughs> I want a president from The Brainland. Like... You know, the there are people who are not, even if you hated Trump voters, there's lots of people who didn't vote. You know, there are a lot of non-conservatives out there. You just have to not have your brain boiled by MSNBC to realize that. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's, it's more nuanced than that. But he always jumps to these, like, if you put them all together, it's just like... I live in Boston, the bastion of culture and, and an reason. There is no racism in Boston. Ah. The black people definitely don't live in one place that's hard to get to. The the amazing thing is that Bob Chipman is like telling everyone from like these other states how fucking shitty their they the place they live is when the, he lives in fucking Boston. I know next to nothing about Boston, but I know that it's probably full of like Irish people who say things like, you know, Irish were the first slaves. I have lived in uh, the South for maybe like, I don't know, a third to half of my life. I spent four years in Boston and I heard the N word <laughs> 500 times more in Boston than I ever have in the South. Yeah, but um, I'm I'm fucking sick. Uh, and I'm sure you're all sick of hearing of like knockoff movie Ayn Rand. <laughs> and we need to read the names of the patrons. All right, let's do it. All right, so Mike, Jarhead Cunts, Jack Sammons, Nick Rubin, Eggs, Tholos, New Dark Cloud, Nathan Melby, Kyle Reederman, Tom Devan the Video Game Man, <laughs> Pretty Fly for a Wife Guy, a.k.a. Conky. Robert Miles, Dissonant Dragon, Higgins the Seagull, and last but not least, Jordan. Thank you so much for supporting the pod. Your patronage is what makes this show possible. That and our burning hatred for Bob Chipman. We salute you. Good yes. night and good luck. To all you out there in the brainland of America, good night. Good night. <laughs>